Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're in holiday season. I hope everybody is getting cheery and wonderful. Yes, it'll be a little different, but hope is on the horizon. Vaccines have arrived around the world. And I hope wherever you are, whoever you are, you're near people who are going to get them. I can't do it, but you're going to be near people. You're still going to wear a mask. You're still going to take care and still be sure we're all safe and happy. I know we can't wait for the end of 2020. As a matter of fact, I have an important announcement today. It is, let's see, the three. 348th day of the Gregorian calendar. Actually, it's a leap year, so it's 349th. 17 days left to 2020. This is the 50th Monday of the year. So I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten something cold on ice yet, go get it, put it in the still, brew it in the bathtub, brew it in the sink in the garage, get me to a liquor store, real or virtual, put something good in lemonade, do something because we are all going to celebrate like it's the start of a whole new life. So I am Radio Red. Happy to be here. So happy to be here on the Empowerment Channel on Voice America. I have got some really interesting guests tonight. One of them, my first guest, a lady who's been on the show with me a while ago, quite a few years ago. She's back with a new book. We're going to talk about law of attraction. We're going to talk about your desires, but always from the perspective of creativity. And I have a couple on today. We haven't had a couple in a long time, in years, and they are going to talk about the creativity of how they met how they got engaged and got married. It's an interesting story. I'll give you a little snippet in a second and how they have created a life together because they had hurdles that most of us, thank God, will never have in our lifetime. So let me tell you a little bit more. But first, I want to introduce my guest, Christy Whitman. Say hello, Christy. Hello, Red. Hi, everyone. Wonderful to see you. And Jenny and Scott Graham, say hello. Hi, everyone. There you are. All right. Let me give first. We got to say hello to lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listeners. Everybody just say hello, LLL. Hello, Hello, LLL. There you go. (laughs) Do you know that she's been listening for years? And even when we were just on the phone doing the show, well, she's not here on Zoom with us. She will email me between 8.01 and 8.10 every Monday night after the show and give me a recap of what my guest said and how much she enjoys all of you. She gives me a little book report. She is my most loyal listener and it's lovely. So we are taking up a GoFundMe because Laura lives in Whitestone, New York, and it doesn't start with L. So we're taking up a GoFundMe. Scott, you're going to help me raise money to move her from Whitestone to London. Okay, Scott Graham? You got it. I know you're a mover and a shaker. You can do that. So we want lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most Laura listener in London. There you go, Laura. Maybe it's London, Connecticut, New London. We'll we'll bury the end. Okay, so let me tell you, Christy Whitman is back. I'm so happy to have her. She is a transformation leader, a celebrity coach. Ooh, we have to find out about celebrity part of the coaching. Law of attraction expert. And I'm going to read one quote from Christy that will give you an idea. There is no limit to the amount of happiness that we as human beings can experience. That's a big deal. That's a big statement. Uh, I had her on a couple of years ago talking about her book. It's a 2012 edition called Taming Your Alpha Bitch. Yes, I'm allowed to use the B word on my own show. 
shame in your alpha biatch. That's what some people would say. And she that's a New York Times bestseller and the art of having it all. And she's the founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching. And her new book is talking about desire. Christy, welcome. How are you? I'm awesome. So glad to be back with you. Just being in your presence, you make me giggle. Oh, I haven't had that reaction in a while. Just, Thank you just you. make me happy. I just giggle when I'm in your presence. I, I like it. happy. The feeling is mutual. And we're going to talk. Just, just give us a little tiny snippet of what your new book is about. It's about creating our desires. We, we get desires and a lot of times talk ourselves out of it. But it's being in the flow with the creativity that comes through us so that we can have what we desire. It's a step-by-step approach to literally flowing with it. Christy, does that mean we have to give ourselves permission to realize our desires? Yeah, you have to feel the happiness mm. of it. You have to accept it that, yes, I do want this and I allow myself to have this. I like it. And I have to tell everybody, I read a snippet of her new book that isn't out yet. It's coming out next year. A lot of things are going to happen next year, including Christy's new book. But Christy talks about handbags, purses. Some of us used to call them pocketbooks. Excuse me. I don't think anybody's old enough to remember that one except me. And she talks about having her eye on a coach bag. And then later on, she had her eye on a Fendi bag. And finally, she had her eye on a Dolce Gabbana bag. And we'll find out what these desires meant and how they were there in her life for another reason. Not just about having the fancy purse, right, Christy? I don't want to give anything away. So thank you for coming back. I'm so happy to see. I'm seeing you for the first time. This is beautiful. That's awesome. And now let's go to the Grahams, Scott and Jenny. I've got Jenny on on the left here. And let me give you a little story here, everybody. Think back to where you were on a sunny day in 1986. They were in California, and it was a sunny day. They were at a restaurant. And there was a patio involved. This is a very dramatic, romantic drama scene. And they saw each other across the patio. Something clicked, talking about desire. Something clicked. Something big clicked. And 20 days later, they flew to Las Vegas and they eloped. Well, what does desire have to do with other than attraction, Christy? A different kind of attraction, the law of real physical attraction and emotional attraction and all those good things. Uh, Scott happened to be an undercover former vice and narcotics cop. And he had some issues with the law and he was awaiting sentencing to go to jail for eight years. But they still went to Vegas and got married. Well, here they are 30 years later, still together forming a partnership, a business, and it's wonderful. So let me let the two of you talk. Welcome, Jenny and Scott Graham. So happy to have you. Who wants to go first and give me your version of that story? Just briefly, Jenny, go first. Yeah. So it's so funny because we always talk about how impulsive he is. Um, I, I was very in touch with my desires to the extent that I had a vision board. So I feel like the 20 days was like, no, it was really over three years because I had my vision just dialed in. I wanted to marry a short, stocky, drop dead, gorgeous, green eyed, brunette man with more freckles than me. <laughs> and the one little interesting thing is he would have to have two children, a boy and a girl, so that I wouldn't have to have any. <laughs> They would need to be out of diapers and speaking in complete sentences just to make my life easy. Well, my goodness, I hope the law of attraction was working, but I have a feeling it was working in different ways. Scott, what's your version of the story? What were you looking for? Well, I was just uh, drinking margaritas and uh, looking at women. It was mother. <laughs> uh, I was just hanging out with a friend. I had worked a little bit the night before, which I can get into later. Yep. But uh, I was just hanging out. And, and then Jenny and her friend, 
they walked up to a table that just opened up. I mean, the place was packed, totally packed. And I saw Jenny walking up and I thought, hmm, I'm going to meet her. And so I just got up and did that whole line. It's like, this may sound like a line, but I'd love to have five minutes with you. And she looked at her watch and she said, go. <laughs> I, I sat down and we talked for about an hour. So I stretched that five minutes a little bit, but the, uh, the rest is history. I, I was, and, then, and then that hour turned into another hour and then another hour. Yeah. So it was a few hours. Yeah. And, so and 30 years later. Yeah, <laughs> Jenny, I am so impressed. I've never heard that line at a pickup line as you can have five. He says five minutes and you said, go. I've, I've never heard that interchange. Come on. We've all read books on dating, right, Jenny? Right, uh, Christy, dating apps. And here's how to make it not sound like a pickup line. Here's what to say. And, whatnot, and here's how you answer. And here's how you engage without sounding like you're desperate. That was that's probably one of the best interactions on a first blind blind at you you were not being matched up by somebody you met each other that's really cool so when in the conversation did jenny say to you scott are you are you short are you drop dead gorgeous do you have two children who were already in full sentences and i don't want to have kids what did she tell you that in the first five minutes or the first hour well no i'd say after about an hour i wanted to know so do you have any kids and he said oh yes and he was like so animated whips out his wallet he's got the two pics here's my daughter she's four here's my son he's six and i'm thinking in my head complete sentences no diapers you know so yeah i was just and they had to be toehead right blonde they're a little blonde yeah i wanted blonde children but a brunette mate so yeah so far i'm ticking off the boxes and i'm noticing the freckles on his arm because i was teased as a child for all my freckles and I just knew if I could meet someone with as many as me, we could play dot to dot and live happily ever after. And I was more in the visual aspect of attraction. And so I wasn't going real deep like Jenny. It was more visceral, <laughs> outward. It took me a while to really find out who she was. And, and it didn't take long. I mean, once you started to reveal yeah. yourself, it was like, wow, this is a, a girl I've been wanting to find for ever, really. I always wanted to find someone that was strong. Actually, she was working, making a lot of money. I thought, oh, maybe she can take care of me. You know, not like a sugar daddy or anything, but it was like, you know, someone who's, you know, solid and, and likes to work. And, and uh, yeah, so she was she was the package, the total package. Thanks, dear. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the two of you were coming on as sit-down stand-up comedians. I had... <laughs> I met you at the publicity summit three months ago and we had two and a half minutes to talk and you were probably shocked that I invited you because most of my topics are on creative approaches to life and books and arts and musicians and directors. And here you are. And I'm saying, I like your creative approach to how you got to, I had no idea you were this fun. I really didn't. Good guess, Red. Very, very. Jenny, when you speak, I want you to speak just a tiny little bit louder. Just sit a little bit closer to the speaker. We can hear you, but I just want a little more oomph from you. Scott is projecting very well. So I think it's time now that we've gotten to know each other a little bit better. I think it's time. And by the way, everybody say hello to my engineer, Josh Randell. Hello, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey, Josh. There you go. Josh is the man. He makes sure we, we get on the air and we stay there and we sound good. He promises me. Okay. Now it's time to do some famous birthdays and some famous not so famous holidays. I use a special calendar called National Holidays. Most of these are holidays you've never, ever heard of. Now, I had a guest a couple of weeks ago who's a very busy producer, uh, Asian lady with offices around the world. She was 
film and producing very busy, and she wasn't really paying attention to this part of the show. I'm telling a story out of, out of school here. I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I said, well, what do you think? It's National Baked Beans Day on Tuesday. She said, oh, I'm too busy. I don't celebrate holidays. <laughs> so I'm expecting something more from all of you, okay? <laughs> You've been warned. Okay, so December 15th. Today's the 14th. I didn't really find much in terms of holidays. It's Monday. It's a good day. Okay, December 15th, tomorrow, National Cat Herders Day. Now, you've heard of I have to go herd the cats, meaning you got to get people in line. Christy, you have any cats you need to herd? Real I or fiction? You I do have not. a dog. No. Okay, Scott and Jenny, any any people you need to get, get in line or move along? It's actually kind of our life. We we do a lot of group work in our in our business, and and if we give them a break, it's like herding cats to get them back into the group. <laughs> exactly right. Tell everybody what's your business, please. Well, we have a business called Carefrontations, and so we run around the country uh, interrupting people. We're professional interrupters. <laughs> we, we interrupt dysfunction, and we line up treatment. We work with the families to help them have a healthy voice, and we call people in. We don't call them out. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you. Professional disruptors. I have never heard that before. You're, you're striking a lot, checking a lot of good boxes here. Okay. It's also National Tea Day tomorrow, National Cupcake Day. Ooh. And, oh, I'm not celebrating early, but it's National Wear Your Pearls Day. It didn't say whether it's for men or women, but I do have a lot of pearls in my jewelry box. I should have put pearls on for the show, but I'm not going to run and get them. So, Christy, are you going to celebrate Cupcake Day, Tea Day, Wear Your Pearls Day, or all three? I'll do all three. Okay. What about you, Jenny? I'm definitely all three. I'm with you, Christy. And Scott, what about you? You're going to be busy herding cats and drinking tea? You can have cupcakes, too. And and running down a cupcake or two. Why not? There you go. Now, oh, boy, December 16th, Wednesday. This is a good one. National Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. I have no idea what that means. Me neither. I think we should just leave it alone. I think we won't go there. But... Even better, December 16th, you'll all understand this. It's National Chocolate-Covered Anything Day. Yay! Wow. My favorite day. Christy, what are you going to have chocolate-covered on the 16th? Uh, Strawberry. Oh, I like that. I would have more than one. You're very controlled. You said (laughs) one. One. I caught you on that. Jenny, what would you have the chocolate-covered on the 16th to celebrate? And walnuts. Ooh. Ooh. Scott, how about you? Yeah, go ahead. You know, I'm not going to put chocolate on anything. I'm going to eat it straight up. Give it to me straight. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. I invented a new kind of hot chocolate for this this year. I'm in Durham, North Carolina, and we alternate between 70 degrees one day and 22 degrees the next night. I have a greenhouse on my porch, on my screen porch, and I have the heater on almost every night because I don't want the plants freezing if it's below freezing. And then I'll get up in the morning, the sun shining, and it's 100 degrees in the greenhouse. I got to go out and water and put more water in. Okay. Sorry, plants. You're a little hot, but you're a little cold last Last night, but I invented a new kind of hot chocolate. It's a combination between homemade chocolate pudding and a drink. You take a little bit of cocoa, unsweetened, the dry Hershey's cocoa, any any brand you want without the sweetening, and you put an equal amount of cornstarch in with it, mix it up so it's all together in a spoon, and then you can add either sugar or agave syrup. I like agave. I pretend there's no calories in and I'm allowed to pretend. <laughs> and then you add a little bit of water and you make a, a little syrup out of it. Okay, can be warm water. Then you fill it with your favorite 1%, 2% milk, cold milk, whatever you're drinking, and you only about halfway. 
and you microwave it very carefully at about 30 seconds a pop, 40 seconds a pop, and you watch it carefully. Leave the light on so you can see in the microwave. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure it doesn't boil over because it will make a mess, I guarantee you. Every time you stop the microwave, you stir it a little more to see if it's getting a little thick. Just a little bit of cornstarch will give it the sense that it's trying to be pudding, even though it's not really. And when it's just about ready and it's hot and almost boiling over, you take it out and let it cool off a little. And then you're going to add a little bit of mini marshmallows and stir them until they make it thick. And then you're going to add a little bit of chocolate truffle ice cream with the little pieces of chocolate inside. You don't want to cool down too much and you're going to eat it with a spoon. Scott, does that appeal to you? Give me some now. (laughs) I'll be right back. Josh, you can run the show for me. Christy, what'd you think? That sounds pretty delicious. It sounds like a dessert rather than a hot chocolate. It is. I I know. I can't wait for hot chocolate and I can't wait for the chocolate pudding. So I just combined them. Jenny, what do you think? Should I send you the recipe? I love it. I am a chocoholic. And I just want to just say that Mm -hmm. I am happy the way that I am. (laughs) I'm, I think this is going to be happy with the way we are day, okay? We'll go with our desires to be who we are. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go. Oh, December 17th is going to make you even happier. It's National Maple Syrup Day. Oh, I know. We, we could, we've just had a chocolate everything. We'll skip that one. December. Oh, Jenny. Before we skip it, I just want to say that you can replace mayonnaise on a sandwich with maple syrup, providing it's a breakfast sandwich. So it's got to be eggs, cheese, you know, bacon, that kind of stuff. So skip the butter, skip the mayonnaise, go for maple syrup. I promise you, your life will change. And I will tell you a vegetable you can use with maple syrup. If you have Brussels sprouts, you cut the little hard end off, slice them in half. Christy knows this one. Saute them in a little good olive oil or I use canola oil. You can add an onion, a shallot, a Vidalia onion, chop it up, whatever you want. Make sure they're nice and just getting a little crispy on the edge and then pour a little maple syrup in the pan. Mm. You could even bake them that way. Christy. My husband is Canadian. He puts everything on maple syrup <laughs> or puts maple syrup on everything. So this is true. Brussels maple sprouts syrup. and maple syrup are so good. Fantastic. So if you got <laughs> little kids who won't eat their Brussels sprouts, who would as a kid? Pull a maple syrup. They'll never know the difference. Okay. My kids used, I used to serve the, um, it was um, cream spinach. I think Green Giant made it in a boiling bag. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I used to serve, but I didn't let the kids see the package when they were young. And I'd serve it and they'd say, here, it's, I'd say, it's green pudding. And they'd say, oh, mommy, we love our green pudding. Can we have another serving? So I was feeding them spinach for a couple of years until they saw the package. And they said, wow, you made us eat spinach. I said, you asked for it. Okay, let's go on. So we're up to uh, December 18th is National Answer the Telephone Like Buddy the Elf. <gasps> Christy? Yes, Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? I don't know that one. What? Yeah, Elf, the movie, the Christmas movie. Buddy okay. the Elf, what's your favorite color? Oh, okay. I, I've seen it, but I, that's, um, that's uh, what's the- his name? Will Ferrell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen the movie a couple of times. <laughs> it's also Rose Suckling Pig Day, and it's National Ugly Sweater Day. I like that. So wear an ugly sweater and roast a pig and answer the phone like Buddy the Elf. Hi, what's your favorite <laughs> color? Okay, I'm getting confused here. December 19th is National Emo Day. And that I don't know if it's a good one. Emo is a sad teenager who dresses in skinny jeans, tight T-shirts. I think Jenny knows what this is. Studded belts, jet black hair, long bangs. 
Okay, so it's national. I don't know why, but more important, it's National Hard Candy Day and it's National Wreaths Across America Day. Okay, there's one people can celebrate. December 20th, this all bothers you. It's National Sangria Day, Scott. Yeah, maybe in the old days I would have celebrated that one. Yeah, okay. I'm not much of a drinker, but I remember some restaurants with good sangria. The 21st is National Coquito Day. That's a holiday drink in Puerto Rico. It's National Crossword Puzzle Day. It's National Short Girl Appreciation Day. Yay! And it's the winter solstice. So, Scott, we're going to celebrate winter solstice and you can appreciate short girls, okay? And one more. I had to sneak this in December 22nd. I know it's farther out than a week. National Mathematics Day. I loved math as a kid. Cookie Exchange Day and going with the day before Short Person Day. Short Person Day. Okay. Let's do a couple of fa- – I've got you all bamboozled. Let's do a couple of famous birthdays. We're going to do a shout-out to everybody remember and knows 60 Minutes on CBS. Well, Don Hewitt, who created it, was born today. He passed away in 2009, but he made an institution in terms of the TV magazine. Abby Lane still with us. Anybody remember Abby Lane? Scott, Jenny, Christ. Okay, Abby Lane was the fourth wife of Latin band leader Xavier Cugat. And she used to sing and dance with his band. She was very, very famous when I was growing up. Beautiful lady, long red hair. She's an actress, too. Who knew? Lee Remick, you all remember Lee Remick, passed away, but she was famous for Days of Wine and Roses, Broadway, Wait Until Dark, and she got a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. I didn't even know that. Louis Arquette, who's part of the famous Arquette family. He is the son of Cliff Arquette, the father of Patricia, Alexis, Rosanna, David, and Richmond, former father-in-law of actress Courtney Cox. He's the father-in-law of film composer James Newton Howard, whoever that is, and the father-in-law of actors Thomas Jane, oh, and Nicolas Cage. Wow. Amazing. He passed away, but I had no idea that Louis Arquette was like the granddaddy of the Arquettes. Patty Duke was born today. I'm so sorry she left us too soon. What a brilliant actress. Started out as what was she was... um, Helen Keller in The Miracle Worker in 1962. She originated on Broadway. Somebody who's alive, thank God, read. All right, already, enough with the dead people. Michaela Watkins, a comedian and actress. She's in The Unicorn. If you haven't seen it, it's a really cute movie. It's a movie. It's a TV show, a regular comedy mm-hmm. about a guy whose wife passes away and he has two teenage, pre-teenage daughters and his neighbors try to help him get back on his feet. And there are two families he's friendly with and it's about his dating exploits. I thought it'd be super corny and like, seriously, it actually is good. But Michaela Watkins is a doctor on the show and she's one of the noisy, nosy neighbors who tries to help. And she's delightful, absolutely delightful. And Vanessa Hudgens, the actress and singer. High School Musical. I saw her on Broadway a couple of years ago in Gigi. It wasn't that good. It wasn't that bad. But I found out I knew who she was. Okay, let's move on. Let's get into the stories. Let's talk about creativity. So, Christy Whitman, I know Scott and Jenny want to know more about your book about desires. So, why don't you give us an intro? I'm going to put you on speaker view, Christy. Let's talk about creativity in finding our desires. And I want you to tell the Fendi, the coach Fendi and Dolce Gabbana handbag <laughs> stories because Jenny's going to love them and Scott might even too. That's a, an idea. Okay, Christmas isn't here yet. Oh, by the way, it's the fifth night of Hanukkah and I have to light my candles after the show. So just so you know. Okay, Happy Christy. Hanukkah. Thank yes, you very much. So 25 years ago, I was a major smoker. I smoked a pack and a half a day. 
And it was the hardest thing to this day, and I've been through a lot, that I've ever had to do is quit smoking. And so I found the law of attraction even before I found out about law of attraction because I started thinking, what if I stopped focusing on being a smoker and started focusing on being a non-smoker? And I started taking on the personification of what a non-smoker would do. What would she wear? How would she act? And so I started thinking, well, there's this coach purse. I'd never had a coach purse at that time or any other nice handbag, you know, like that. And so I told myself, well, I can't buy that because I'm a smoker and a non-smoker would wear a coach. I know that there are probably smokers that use it, but for me, (laughs) I said, I have to be a non-smoker in order to purchase that purse. And so I would visualize myself as being a non-smoker carrying that purse. And I promised myself until I quit smoking, I wouldn't allow myself to have that. So as my carrot on a stick, I became one of my motivations to become a non-smoker was so I could buy my coach purse. And after about a month of not smoking, which again was one of the hardest things I ever did to this day, I became a non-smoker and I haven't smoked a cigarette for 27 years, but I bought myself my first coach purse. Yay! Very Like it says in the desire factor, it's not about the purse. It's who we become in the process of attaining our desires. Because I remember many years later, it was about 14 years ago, I just started my business as a coach. I went full-time, quit corporate America, and I went on a trip to Italy with my parents and my husband. He was my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend. I was hoping when we went there, when we were in Venice, that he was going to ask me on a gondola <laughs> ride, but that's a whole other story. He never asked me. Every time he would clear his throat to go talk to the gondolier, I thought, oh, this is the moment. And then it came and went and gondolier <laughs> pulled the thing up and nothing. It was sunrise, you know, sunset. It was perfect. And he didn't ask me to marry him. But we did go through all the stores in Venice And one store after another was Fendi and Dolce & Gabbana and Chanel and oh, it just the list went on and on. It felt like a girl was in Sex in the City with seeing all these different brands. (laughs) And so I was so excited, but I knew that I literally could not pay for um, some kind of purse like this. I couldn't even justify it. I just started my business. So I told myself and I told my husband, boyfriend at the time, I'm going to come back here. I'm going to come back here. And when I do... After having my successful business, I'm not even going to think about the cost. I'm going to walk into any of these stores and I'm going to choose the purse that I want to have because that's what I want to do. And so about 10 years later, maybe nine years later, we went back to Venice. We brought my parents and this time brought our children because now we have two children married and we went on this beautiful cruise and we ended up in Venice. And I said, and today's the day. So my husband and I went shopping and I went into all of those stores knowing that I had the cash, the money to buy a Fendi, a Dolce Gabbana, whatever I wanted to buy. And I went into Dolce Gabbana. I found that perfect purse and I bought it. That purse is forever a symbol of my success and the business that I developed that thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I helped along the way achieve their dreams. So it's a symbol of success. It's not about the purse, but who Mm -hmm. I became in the process of creating that desire. Christy, that is such an interesting story. And I'm glad you liked the one that I asked you to tell because I think it resonates and it could be a car. It could be a bicycle. It could be a house. 
It could be um, a jacket. It could be almost anything that you want that you can't have for some reason. Very, very interesting. And Jenny was, her head was going up and down when you're talking. <laughs> she's like, uh, Dolce, go, yeah, funny. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And Scott's saying, wow, he should have composed on the gondola. I can see <laughs> I'm watching their reaction saying, what a fool, what a great place. I only had a patio and he had a gondola. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm going to, uh, first of all, the book is The the Desire Factor. Yes. And when is it coming out? Want to make sure people know. It's coming out um, in April, but you could pre-order it now if you go to thedesirefactor.com. I give you lots of different meditations and a whole course if you purchase it now before it comes out. We'll talk more about that. And we'll talk also a little more after we, we get some more of the story from Jenny and Scott Graham. I want you to talk about the creativity in picking what your goal would be. How do you pick if it's not a purse for somebody? What would be a worthwhile way to say, okay, this is a journey I'm going to go on. I desire X, Y, Z, but I'm going to get there this way, or this is something that's going to matter to me and get me there along a path to accomplish something else like you did, Christy. You you were, sounds like you were very focused and you knew I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to have a successful business. So there were lots of things involved and I'm going to marry that guy. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> let me go to, I am taking some screenshots. So if you see my phone pop up, everybody don't get upset. That's what I'm doing. I'll send them to you later. Jenny and Scott, first of all, let's react to what Christy said. So Jenny and Scott, thoughts about, about transformation and about the journey and the path. I know this is part of what you do. So talk to me, both of you. Go ahead. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, delayed gratification, which is so incredibly important in, in my life because it was the furthest thing from my reality in my younger years. And, and I still kind of struggle with it a little bit. I, I you know, I want it now. I, I, I feel undone if it's not, you know, captured or something's not done. It's it. I feel undone. So I really. Like he, he, he's not allowed to go change the oil in the car because he comes back with a different car. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's had over two dozen cars in just a few short years. So he definitely has a car addiction. <laughs> yeah. So that resonated with me because. I can think of so many people or situations. I remember my mother kept a picture of a car in a drawer and I was, you know, mom, can I, whatever. And I opened that drawer and then was like, what's this? And she got that exact car and I was pretty young. I might've been, you know, nine years old at that, at that moment, but it left an impression with me. Mm-hmm. And so from her experience and your story with the purse, I'm in total agreement And to the degree that I actually cut a picture out once I was clear in my mind, three and a half years before meeting Scott, I cut a picture out of a couple of a brunette guy and a gal. I I colored my hair. I was blonder when I was younger and, and two kids playing on the beach, the little boy and the little girl, the exact size that his kids were when, when I came into his life. Wow. And I looked at that picture every day. So beyond the visual with a picture, I'm really into writing it out. And I think that when we write it out in short form, that we want to pull ourselves into the story. So instead of saying, I mm-hmm. want that purse, <clears throat> the flip is to say, I see myself strolling down the street mm-hmm. and the wind blowing through my hair and I'm <laughs> listening to my favorite song and my purse, I'm swinging it 
mm-hmm. on my shoulder or but 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 words that end in ing and you activate the vision mm-hmm. right yes. and you feel and you sense and what you smell what you see all, all the details just yes. little snippets like like a movie like a sound bite yeah yep the ha- the having of it mm-hmm. Yes. And Scott, I want to hear your, your reaction to, uh, let's talk about the cars. Uh, it just takes oil change. That's the trigger for you to well, go. No, see, the trigger is, is, is my grandfather. He owned a car dealership. He owned a Ford dealership. So I grew <laughs> up with two brand new, you know, loaner cars every year, that new car smell. Uh, that's what really resonated. And everybody says that, oh, I love the new car smell. And so I blame my grandfather for me wanting no, a new no, we car. Thank, we thank his grandfather. <laughs> yeah, as I roll over, you know, some money into the next mm. car, the next car. I am in remission, though, of that. <laughs> I, have, I have had a car for 14 years before, and we've had this car now, the truck, for five years. So I'm doing good. I'm actually... I am in recovery. Thank you very much. <laughs> he's, he's cured. So let's move on. Jenny and Scott, we want to know more about your story. Scott, we're waiting for the backstory. Uh, you, you saw her. You, you saw each other. Well, you, were, you were what she had on a refrigerator. You didn't know she was anonymously stalking your, your, who you were, what you represented. And there you were. You walked into her life, and she walked into yours. First of all, Scott, other than I want to spend five minutes talking to that lady, uh, was she on your radar? And then let's get into the backstory. I'm going to give you some a few more minutes here. Go ahead, Scott. So I, I was not searching to find a girlfriend, get married. I had just come off a pretty nasty seven-year relationship. My wife left me uh, because as a law enforcement officer working vice narcotics in West Hollywood, I was working the 11 o'clock till 7 o'clock in the morning shift. I would go to court the next day. I'd sleep a few hours at the station and do it all over again. So it wasn't real conducive to a normal life. And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. That's not really part of the backstory I want to get into. But I started to implode. I started to party more and I just lost myself. She left one day. I was out golfing, came home to a note, gone. Life's changed from that moment on. And uh, well, she actually called me, wanted me to come home after nine. And I went, oh, this is a really nice course. I'll come home when I'm done at 18. And I think that's what the straw that broke the camp's back. But, uh, but I had a good round of golf. So I can say <laughs> on this side of it, it was, it was kind of worth it. We got together. But nevertheless, uh, I unfortunately started to self-medicate, escape. And one thing leads to another. And instead of taking everybody to jail, I just took the ones I thought deserved to go to jail and let the other ones go. Mm. and was taking drugs, taking money, had this little scheme going on, Uh, still taking more people to jail than anybody. I was really spinning two different plates. And one fateful night, I got arrested while on duty, made ABC, NBC, and CBS, uh, big time news. And I had seven felonies over my head, six to eight years in prison. Oh, my. And so I I get out of jail that night. And at that time, all my girlfriends were strippers on the Sunset Strip. And I get out and I go, you know, meet them. And they're like, what are you going to do? It's like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And they said, why don't you come to work with us? And I went, what? You mean like a bouncer? I'm, I'm, I'm not that tall. I'm not that, you know, intimidating. They said, no, come dance with us. It's like, wow, I hadn't thought about that. I, I can dance, but I've never danced like that. Teach you. We'll, we'll get you the gigs. We'll, we'll make it work for you. And it's like, okay, let's do it. Uh, you know, I couldn't get a regular job because I had court and everything. So it was like the perfect scenario for me. 
And uh, so I started stripping, going to nightclubs, doing private bachelorette parties, bridal showers, that kind of a thing. I wasn't doing the Chip and Dale thing. It was just private parties that I was doing. And so but he, he was a good enough dancer like you could have. Well, I want to make I want to <laughs> clarify. I want to clarify. I was not I was an exotic dancer. My hip hips went side to side, not front <laughs> to back. So uh, so nevertheless, I uh, I was I worked the night before, like I said, and I was drinking some margaritas with a buddy. And then Jen comes up and um, and so while we were eating and, and chatting and drinking um, this 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 stripping came up. Yeah. I'm all your stripping. What a coincidence. I'm throwing a bridal shower in seven days at no. because I have no entertainment. Will you give me a deal? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so Christy then, is fanning herself. She's about to pass out. I'm, oh my I'm, God. I'm controlling myself because I'm running the show. Go, go ahead, Scott and Jenny. This We should have led with the stripper in the opening. I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so that, 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 that so, day comes. Right. Right. So you gave me a deal, mm-hmm. great discount. I was only going to have to pay $75 in 1986 for a stripper. So that was not too shabby. Yeah. So, so exciting. And, um, I come over to your apartment. So, so seven days later, he comes at the appointed hour and I had warned my family, my friends, my sister, who was the bride. Now my boyfriend, my new boyfriend. Oh, he's so hot. I'm excited for you to meet him. He left something. He forgot it. He'll pop by. So don't let that throw you when the hot guy comes over. So the hot guy comes over ding, dingling or whatever the doorbell did. (laughs) And while he was working the room, you know, hi, I'm Scott and saying hello to my mother. I hit the boom box and the music started and he starts to gyrate and everyone like it was like the confusion for like 10 seconds was hilarious. And then he started pulling things off and then no more confusion. So well, and so the funny story is the first beautiful. time I meet my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, all her cousins, I'm in a G-string. Hello. O-M-O-M-O-M-G. <laughs> so then they're concerned. It's like, is he just a dancer or is he really your boyfriend? Because he's perfect for you. <laughs> and tell him why. He's got nice tushy. <laughs> well, she was a belly dancer back in her day, so that's why I didn't throw her. She she belly danced. I, I worked the Sunset Strip, but legally and scantily clad as a belly dancer. Mm-hmm. So I also did private parties, not bachelorette, but bachelor parties. You two need to redo your bio. It's former <laughs> belly da- party belly dancer and former narcotics cop <sighs> slash male stripper meet seeing each other not knowing this across a patio at a restaurant he's about to go to jail and they get married anyway i that has to be the first line your bio is completely off the i'm sorry you got to redo that i i I don't even know what to say (laughs) i want to know what they do together on saturday night Well, well, hold on now, Jenny. So did you tell him if we get together and you're my boyfriend, I want you to stop stripping or did you follow him to the parties? You were okay with it? Well, remember, our courtship was less than three weeks. Okay. Literally, you know, we meet on a Sunday afternoon. Monday night, we meet for coffee and he tells me the whole I'm facing six to eight years. My jaw's on the ground. I'm thinking... Pen pal, hot pen pal. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody I'm dating you. Oh, but I've hired you because we settled that on Sunday. So kept it light. He danced. And then 
we had talked every day and I had this party that I was doing the following week. So on Got week it. two, he comes with me because I'm doing a 60th birthday party. I promised this woman 10 years before, I will pop out of a box, I'll dance on the table, I'll do whatever you want when you throw that party. And she threw it at the Beverly Hills Hilton. And so um, I said, Scott, do you want to come now that I've seen you scantily clad? <laughs> Semi, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you come and watch me belly dance next Saturday? Oh, my God. Yes, I'd love to do that. Absolutely. I'm all in. And so I think that was why after that point. We stopped from there. He he wrote me a poem, left it on my phone machine, and I knew he's going to propose. He's going to propose. And that's when we talked marriage was that following week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and who made the decision to fly to Vegas and elope less than three weeks later? Oh, 20, yeah, 20 days. Funny. We, were, we were sitting down having just pie and coffee, just visiting. In a know, coffee shop. Getting to know each other more. And I just looked at Jen and, and I said, you know, I'd, I'd marry you right now if you'd let me. And I said, I'm, you said I'd marry you tomorrow because this yeah. was like eight o'clock. Okay, there was yeah. not time to get married. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I'd marry you tomorrow. I, I said, I didn't look at my watch, but I knew my calendar. I said, oh, I could not fit it in. I'm busy. I could fit it in on Friday. And we just instantly started dividing the tasks. Okay, well, we should go to Vegas. You don't have to have a blood test. Uh, you should get the limo. I'll get the flights. Like we just, you know, mm-hmm. planned it that Monday. She hadn't even wow. met my kids yet. She I had hadn't. not met the kids yet. I had only seen the photo. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, see, she, she didn't, she took the risk. I didn't, you know, for sure, because she'd been waiting and I was definitely infatuated and thought, you know, you're perfect. If you're not totally fooling me, you're the woman I want to do life with because I always wanted to be more of an upstanding citizen. I, I knew what was right and wrong. And I, I, I was a mess. She met me in the middle of my mess. Wow. Wow, wow, wow is right. There was obviously a, a huge attraction. I, I want to know, did you go to prison, Scott? And and uh, Jenny waited. And, and how did the early marriage go? We, we actually only have 14 minutes left to the show. I wish we had another hour. But go, go ahead. So just compress the story for me because everybody uh, wants to know. So we had nine months together. Uh, she was six months pregnant. I thought I was going to get just probation. That was my probation report uh, recommendation. But uh, the judge said, you know, we can't just let you go. <clears throat> so I'm going to sentence you to two years. So I went two years. My mm. first night in prison was next to Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, uh, is who I was next to uh, before I processed into another county facility and then where I stayed uh, for the remainder of my, of my time away. So-, so Richard Ramirez is a famous serial killer who died just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But in those first 10 days that he was you know, behind bars, I would see Richard Ramirez from literally just a few feet away. They were both in the very special section of the jail, the protective part, because either of them would have been killed in general population. Oh, sure. Ramirez because of his history. And then Scott, because he was busy breaking arrest records. So many guys would recognize him. You're the cop that arrested me. Yeah. So we... We creatively soared through the early years. I want to know if you wrote the screenplay of your life yet and who's going to play. Seriously, Christy. And I wonder who's going to play Jenny and who's going to play Scott. Will you have somebody playing the, who you were when you met and now, or will it be the same actress? Scott, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, 
Can Mark Wahlberg, I think, would be you? a good a good. Uh, I would like Reese Witherspoon to play me. Ooh, that's yes, a good have one. Have a Academy what do you think, Christy? Producer, that, I agree. That have you written the screenplay yet, or have you thought about it? Part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we you have, have to, or or a TV series. I just started watching Bosch with Titus Welliver. Mm-hmm. I know it's several years old, but it is so compelling. And each season is one and two interconnected crimes, and that's all for the. And I'm done with season one, and I'm almost done with season two. And I can't, I don't think it went more than three. But it, the life of a, of a of a cop, it just I, am I wrong by saying the word cop is that an acceptable no, word? No, that's good. Yeah, no, that's that's not slang police person. Okay, okay, wow. Well, just briefly, your clients, your your carefrontations. How did you develop the business? Just quickly, what do you th- what? Tell us a little. Well, we we wanted to prevent people to go through what I went through, and that's hitting a low low bottom. We really believe that. Family has an impact and influence. And if we could somehow give them that healthy voice and create a scenario where they're able to present to their loved one who's out of control and get them to say yes sooner rather than later, then then it would be a good thing. And we have been, like I said, running around the country. We're in our 34th year of doing this work. And we've helped thousands and thousands of people get into treatment uh, and successfully maintain their, their recovery. And we have a, a, a very unique style in which we present and put things together. Super creative. We make them laugh. We think if what's wrong could have gotten them to get help, they would have gotten it. And so we want to do a completely loving, forward-thinking, positive spin where they just are grateful and thankful for the interruption. Yeah. Yeah. Nine out of 10 people say yes to help that we've gotten in front of. Wow. wow. Do you tell them about your background? Do you tell them about uh, the it, Very it's, often, it's, it comes up. We're, we're, we're flying by the seat of our spirit, so it's a yep. spirit-driven, you know, if we do it or we don't. I bet I bet people trust you very quickly once they hear how real the two of you are. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's, it, we've been mantled for this work, so we feel very, very fortunate we get to do this. I, I applaud both of you. You're doing important work. Christy, talk to me. Go ahead. I, I just want to say that's so incredible. I have a sister. She committed suicide 20, mm. it'll be 25 years but she was a major cocaine addict. She had a thousand dollar habit every three days. Um, she was addicted to everyone and everything. I mean, being around her, she was constantly doing something, whether it was smoking pot or drinking coffee or, you know, but, but cocaine was really the thing that she was shooting it up. Um, and she was also um, shooting up through, cause she got a deviated septum, but like through, you know, needles. And uh, she got really bad, but she was clean for five years before she committed suicide. And so if she would, I think she would have had that type of help that could have helped her in a very different way. So thank you for what you're doing for all of those sisters that are out there that, you know, could have chosen something else. So I just wanted to, you know, commend you both for that. That's very nice, Christy. Very, very real. You know, you're, you're all helping people. You are, because Christy is helping people figure out it's not just the purse or the car or the bigger refrigerator or the new house. It's who can you become? What are your goals to get there? What will you do to change? What is the you who deserves to have that look like when you get there? It's not just getting there. It's an yeah. interesting question, Christy. A very, very interesting. And Christy, where do you find your clients? I know you're helping a lot of people, Law of Attraction and the Desire Factor. Desire Factor is an interesting title because it almost sounds like it's a book about sex. I'm going to say, right? <laughs> oh, Desire Factor. <laughs> well, you know, 
that's some people's desire too. Why not? Well, you pick a provocative <laughs> title and you're going to get people to read it. And I, I know, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I know that radio shows that have the SEX word in the title get an awful lot more listeners than cool conversations with creators. But this is the lane I want to stay in. So I'll just tell you that. But uh, Christy, how do, how do people find you? We'll give websites now. How do people find you? And, and what do, do you teach? Do you do webinars, seminars, private? How do you share your knowledge with people? I do one-on-ones, I do group sessions, I key teach classes, and I have lots of books. I do Facebook Live. So people find me on Facebook at Christy Whitman um, International. I also have ChristyWhitman.com. TheDesireFactor.com is where you can pick up the book and any major retailers, or um, you can even go to WatchYourWords.com is a really great place to start when applying Law of Attraction. Interesting. And I'm going to spell your name because people might not know because Christy could be with a K, it could be with a Y, it could be with an I, it could be a CH, but it happens to be. So it's C-H-R-I. I did stand up, Scott, for a long time and improv. So, <laughs> and I have a degree in psychology, so it all, it all, but now I just try to be funny sitting down. So it's Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, Whitman, W-H-I-T-M-A-N, like Whitman's Chocolates talking about chocolates before Mm -hmm. christywhitman.com and watch your words now what do they find there watch your words i have people you know for years i've been an author 20 years and trying to make something that's so esoteric of law of attraction into something that's practical and so people would ask me all the time well how can i apply this in my life and i'd say well the first place you have to start is by watching your words because our words talk about creativity Mm -hmm. it even says it in the bible in the beginning there is the word word starts Mm -hmm. everything so that is the creative juice so when you think about what a thought is it's a series of words and thoughts thought over and over again become a belief and we create from our beliefs. So everything starts with the word. But there are so many people that are saying things that are pulling their energy down that are based in lack. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. The pandemic, everyone from celebrities to athletes to my next door neighbor, even my children were saying, I miss. I miss school. I miss mm-hmm. restaurants. I miss going to sporting events. Yep. And every time you say I miss, and this is just one of the 30 words, Every time you say a miss, it pulls your energy down, it closes mm-hmm. your energy, and you're not in alignment with the greater part of who you are. But if you just shift your language to, I look forward to. So one day, for example, I found myself saying, I miss going out to dinner with my husband, going on a date. And I went, wait, no, I look forward to. And then it was mm-hmm. like, ooh, where would we go? What am I going to wear? Okay. So it's reframing, re- repositioning. Interesting. It creates. I like that. I like that. I, I will share with you that I started drumming about two years ago. And one of my big leaps of faith was I walked into a nightclub with my drumsticks into a bar where they have open mic night about a year and a half ago. And a couple of people knew me from the school where I was taking drum lessons and somebody put me on the list. They signed me up. And all of a sudden, the the host says, where's and my other name? Uh, you all know my other name. Where is she? And I thought I would pass out because I was not ready. And I went up and I drummed and I picked three songs, Mustang Sally, and I think Miss You by the Stones and one other one. And these fabulous musicians joined me and they respected me as a brand new newcomer who'd been taking lessons for three months. And I was willing to go out in public and drum with really good people. And, but what I'm trying to say is I've been saying for the past nine months, I miss going out to the open mic. You know why I miss it? Why I'm pissed is because they've been doing it twice a week in the clubs and nobody's wearing masks. I cannot go, but 
I will reframe Christy Whitman with your advice. I'll say, I look forward to having the opportunity to safely go out and drum with good musicians when it's safe to do so. Doesn't that feel better? It actually does. It really, really does. Let's get a couple of contact information from Jenny and Scott. We're down to three and a half minutes here. Where will people find you? So they can find us at carefrontations.com and they can, um, all their information is on that website. That's right. It has a link to our Thinkific platform where our Intervention in a Box online course is. We are working on that book of our storage story. So we hope to have that out as well. Undercover Addiction Arrested. That's the name of the book. You're coming back on the show when you got the book. So it's Carefrontations. I'm going to spell that because I love to spell long URL. C-A-R-E-F-R-O-N-T-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. Carefrontations. Did I get it right? You did. Okay, I'm very, very glad. Now, quick question for all of you. We have three minutes left. Let's see how fast. Christy, I'll start with you. 30 seconds. If you had to leave your house, your office, your boat, your car, wherever you are right now, and you could take something besides your phone and maybe a lipstick and your glasses, your contacts, the basic stuff, okay? What were the two items that would tell us who you are and what you're thinking about right now that you would take with you if you had a little box, 12 by 12 by 12? What would you put in that box? Christy, two or three items, go. Photo albums and pictures. Oh, interesting. Scott, you had to leave the house in, in 10 minutes. You had a 12 by 12 box separate from Jenny's. Separate from Jenny's, I'm going to decline this. This person keeps forgetting I'm on the radio till after eight. Does it every week, but I love him, so it's okay. Scott, what would you put into your box? I put my workout rubber bands and... Um I wanted to say my golf clubs, but you said a small 12 by 12, but I would. Oh, you could fit the golf plugs in. That's fine. That's, that's, it's it's off. I didn't say what the box was made of. Maybe it stretches. And then my phone so I could listen to music too. Oh, we'd all take our phones. Okay. Jenny, what would you put in the box for yourself? So I would take my wedding ring and photos and food. (laughs) Okay. What food? Would it be chocolate? Yes. And walnuts. And walnuts. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Well, I want to say we we have a minute and a half left. I want to say thank you again to to Josh Randell at Voice America for being our engineer tonight. I want to say thank you to all the wonderful people at Voice America who work with me all year long. I have created 52 radio series on their channel in the past 10 years, currently only 13 series this year, and they are wonderful people to work with, and I appreciate them. So thank you to Voice America, and we agreed they would put me on the Empowerment Channel this year, and I'm very happy about that. And I want to say to everybody, face the holidays with hope, with spirit, with love. Find somebody to be kind to, even if it's yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, we're going to get through this, and I'm going to be part of getting through this. And I look forward to a better year in 2021. How'd I do with that, Chrissy? Good affirmation? Perfect. Thank you. So everybody's going to wave goodbye. We're just about ready to go. And... Have a cool conversation with yourself and find out how creative you can be. How's that? Jenny and Scott Graham, what an incredible surprise the two of you were. I'm glad I insisted on your coming on the damn show because I had a feeling there was something going on with the two of you and I had to have your story. So I appreciate you. Christy Whitman, thank you for sharing a story about your sister. I know that was difficult and I appreciate your your openness and best wishes with the book and you'll all come back next year. I'm, I'm going to so many summits. I just booked 26 people, but I'll always make room for all of you. Okay. So be well, I'm going to go light that fifth candle and everybody get around. I'm doing shows every Monday. We're not stopping. So 
Everybody, read my lips. Cool conversations with creatives, a.k.a. Radio Red signing off. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Don't go away, guests. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.